0: Welcome to VC Vibe Check, presented and paid for by Heather Schmidt for Supervisor 2024. This weekly audio talk covers issues local to the 805, why the vibe is off, and what we plan to do to fix it. There is an elephant in the room that nobody is talking about regarding this supervisor's race, and it's not just about the one I am running in, but all of them. The elephant there are virtually no candidates. Typically, these types of things, even when they aren't an open seat, such as when an incumbent decides not to run for another term, or if they have termed out, well, they draw at least a handful of candidates vying for the spot, as they should, the most dangerous thing to democratic institutions, including public administrations, that are elected at the most local of levels is when an incumbent runs unopposed. Why? Because then they consider themselves untouchable, that every policy choice they've made is acceptable, and that there is no room for accountability or growth. In other words, running opposed in a reelection has a tendency to result in well corruption so this election there are three of five supervisorial seats up to be voted on and all of the incumbents are running the positions they are nonpartisan, but the people in power at this time seem to have gotten the memo th- that it's not or they've not gotten the memo on that Two are Democrats. One, my opponent is a Republican. And now seems to be a good time to remind you all that I am a nonpartisan candidate running for a seat. As it would appear, I'm the only one. The two Democrats, Vianney Lopez and Matt Levere, are thus far running for their respective district seats unopposed. With the unions offering endorsement meetings in just over a week, the door is closing on any other candidates jumping into the race and being able to run a formidable campaign. I suppose there could be an October surprise towards the close of the filing period, but at this point, from what I'm hearing, they are both running unopposed, which means that they won't be running at all. Their names, for their seats won't even appear on the ballot. Then you have my opponent, Kelly Long, who has a field of four candidates listed. But in truth, at least right now, it's only her and me. She is a Republican. She was backed by Big Oil four years ago, spending close to a million dollars to hold her seat. She is also ostensibly the worst elected official this community has ever seen. Under her leadership in just the last four years, poverty has increased. Almost half the COVID deaths for the entire county have occurred here, and 43% of the county's newly homeless come from this district as well outcomes are not something positive for her so it seems obvious that people would want to run against her but are they there are two other candidates besides myself listed one is a young man named ronald are who has filed for intention for several offices suggesting he has no intention of actually getting on the ballot perhaps he will we will see Now, remember, I said that these races are nonpartisan, but the political parties don't seem to have gotten that memo. Kelly Long is as Republican as they come. In fact, the Democrats locally, they call her a Trump Republican. I'm not sure about all those distinctions, but it was no surprise to me then when I saw that the Democrats had announced their own candidate, Dr. Gabino Aguirre. In mid-June, he came out, announced he would be running. He was the mayor of Santa Paula, a city in the district, for some time quite some years ago, and he served on the county's redistricting committee after the 2020 census. So it made sense that he was running. I was a little surprised, given his age. At 77 years old and with the amount of criticism the Democratic Party is getting for sticking with good old Joe Biden, as well as the likes of Pelosi and Feinstein from here in California, you would think that regionally they would have selected someone younger. But who knows? So he had a formal announcement event, I guess you could call it. And then for exactly three weeks, we saw Facebook and Instagram posts about personal endorsements and being in a state of gratitude for the support. Then Out of nowhere, everything on his social media disappeared except a new post, thanking his supporters, withdrawing from the race. Three weeks after he got into it. I attended an event about a week after that he was at, and he seemed okay, vibrant, in fact. So what gives? When speaking to people and organizations since then, everyone shares the same sentiment as I, basically confusion mixed with what's next. Will the Democrats find someone else to run, even though, as we already said, it's pretty late in the game? Will they simply call this one a wash and focus on other races? Except there's the elephant in the room. Other races are seeing equal challenges finding candidates running for office. Democrats, Republicans, you name it, people do not want to run for office anymore, at least locally here to Ventura County. Last year during the midterms, the local parties were so desperate to find candidates that they could fill their water board and school board seats with that they were batch texting voters asking if they had ever considered running for office. Today they have monthly meetings just to try and convince their tried and true among them to run. No matter what they do though, it is looking more and more to be the case that No one wants to do it. When considering why, there is a profundity of possibilities. People are tired of politics and disengaged with the process. People are looking around at the general stage of societal and climate-related collapse all around us and figuring... Now is the YOLO stage of it all. Who has time to run for office when the world is literally boiling alive? Being an elected official is often a thankless job, sometimes dangerous job. I suspect it's a mix of reasons, with one being at the top I did not mention. That most people that think about politicians, well, they think they are wealthy and corrupt elites on both or all sides of the aisle, people that do not represent the interests of average people. To make matters worse, a lot of organizations argue that viability is judged not by a candidate and their qualifications, but by how much money they personally have or can rapidly raise. And the truth is, would they be entirely wrong? Remember, I mentioned that in her last election, Long spent close to a million dollars to hold her seat. When you game out the math on that. She still only got just over 22,000 votes in a district of over 165,000 people. That amounts to about $43 per vote. Think about that for a minute. $43 per vote. What is egregious is that it came out to just 13.9% of the residents in this district voting for her. 13.9% of all people here chose who goes to the Board of Supervisors, one of the most consequential positions of power in this community. The people that manage disasters, prepare us for crisis, determine housing, homelessness, public health, ordinances around... Wages and health care who control a multi-million dollar annual budget made up of taxpayer dollars. 13.9% of the population in this district made that choice of who was going to represent us all. This isn't unique to this position, though. Voter turnout in Ventura County has been on a precipitous decline in recent years with one exception, the presidential general election in 2020. But in other years, 2016, 2022, and especially in off year special elections and primaries, turnout has been getting worse by the vote. Last year, I followed Camarillo City Council's elections closely and was shocked by how few people it took to send people back or to the council. One district only garnered one twelfth. Of the district's vote, and the woman is on the council now. Another hardly campaigned at all and was reelected. I kept wondering where her signs were or if I would see her out at campaigning events. Nothing. I don't even think she had a campaign website. Voters are apathetic. Political figures are apathetic. Everyone seems to have just given up on it all, and can you blame them? Again, In this ever-tenuous world we live in, life just seems too short not to worry about things like politics and running public administrations. As I see it, this is a problem. Getting back to last week's episode, this is how you end up with a handful of truly unqualified people making all of the decisions for your community. It's how you get scandals, embezzlements, and outright harm. It's how you have outcomes like the data here in District 3. How you have one of five districts so misrepresented that everything bad, death, disease, disability, homelessness, is disproportionately occurring here. If I were to put on my conspiracy hat, I would think this is a bigger issue of candidate suppression and nefarious politics at the most local of levels. And maybe in the end we will find out that it is. I have to say some of the things I'm seeing while out campaigning run similar to the type of undemocratic and fascist tendencies we see on the national stage. And it's coming from both ideological sides. No one has really answered why the Democrat Gabino Aguirre dropped out of the race just three weeks after entering and with so many local Democrats supporting him. I'm sure we'll eventually find out, or maybe then again, we won't maybe another Democrat will run or maybe the guy who filed an intention pulls through and is on the ballot too. Or maybe it'll just be Kelly long and me time will tell, but for my own part, I'm staying no incumbent should run unimposed. Thanks for tuning in. Catch me next week. Make sure to click subscribe to make sure you don't miss an installment of VC Vibe Check. And remember, next March, vote Schmidt for supervisor. It's time to restore good governance to Ventura County.